The numbers are in, and a whole lot of people watch Penn State take down Auburn in week three. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more in today's episode. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. your daily Big Ten fix with the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app. It's hosted by our friend Nate Dickinson from Locked On Gophers, and he's joined by a rotating panel of Big Ten hosts from across the Locked On podcast network every Monday through Friday. I happen to be there every Tuesday, so make sure you go back to yesterday's episode and give it a listen or watch it on YouTube. Again, you can get the Locked On Big Ten podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kevin McGuire. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. This is our second full week hitting the podcast on YouTube. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to continue to work on new ways to get the YouTube audience growing and being a part of the podcast as well. But of course, we are also available on every podcasting app. I just mentioned the Odyssey app. So while you're downloading the Locked On Big Ten podcast on your Odyssey app, make sure you check out the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Also, a tremendous amount of great content across the Locked On Podcast Network for you right on that Odyssey app. And again, we are available wherever you get your podcasts. So if you're listening in audio form on your preferred podcasting app, thank you so much for doing so. Make sure you hit that follow button or that subscribe button. It's totally free to do so. And then, of course, if you can, leave a rating and leave a review. That helps us with our placement on those various podcasting apps. We just had our best week ever on Locked On Nittany Lions two weeks ago, and we upped that last week by having our new latest best week ever. Let's see if we can keep the momentum going as we continue to grow this podcast. Talking about a Penn State team that continues to be making a little bit of a name for itself. Uh, Not necessarily a revenge tour situation for Penn State, although there are going to be some revenge matchups coming up on the schedule but much more of a redemption year for Penn State. And it turns out that a lot of people tuned in to watch that game against the Auburn Tigers in week three in Happy Valley, the whiteout crowd in full effect. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up a little bit later in the podcast, but I also want to talk a little bit about the latest ESPN FPI ratings and kind of raise an eyebrow to Penn State's ranking and where they fit into the whole Big Ten East Uh, picture. And then we also want to get some of your comments and some of your feedback from yesterday's podcast where I did Twitter Tuesday. I answered a question about one of my biggest concerns for Penn State moving forward. And in that podcast yesterday or on that video, I asked you guys for your opinions on what is your biggest concern for Penn State moving forward. So we'll explore that a little bit later on in today's episode. But first, I want to let you guys know about those ESPN FPI rankings. So I don't know how much stock you put into these things. And I'll tell you flat out, I don't really care what preseason rankings have to say, in-season rankings have to say. It's all about what you're doing on the field. And I understand that it's really easy to react to ratings and rankings, and that's why they are basically in existence, right? That's the main reason why there is an AP Top 25 poll before the season ever starts. It was generated to generate enthusiasm and get people to buy newspapers back in the day when people actually did that. And now it's all about getting people to go to their media websites, press releases, out the wazoo, whatever the case may be. Sometimes looking at rankings can be a little bit fun because you like to see how different metrics are evaluating things, especially ones that are based purely on stats, math, numbers, not necessarily being influenced by personal opinion, personal biases. 
And it's really interesting to see what the first few weeks of the season do to influence some of those numbers. And one of the things you can do is look at the S&P numbers. Uh, Bill Connolly is a genius when it comes to his advanced metrics for college football. But ESPN has their football power index. And I have long been a critic of the FPI. I think people worry too much about FPI. But I did want to bring this to your attention today because I saw this when I was doing something on Nittany Lions Wire, uh, writing up about the updated FPI rankings. And I just was curious about where Penn State was coming out of that big week three victory against Auburn. And uh, the ESPN FPI has them at number 10 overall. So I was a little skeptical about that ranking based on where we see Penn State in the AP poll at number six and the USA Today uh, Sports AFCA coaches poll. It's a little bit of a mouthful, but I think I got it uh, coming in at number eight in that poll. So you obviously see that Penn State is trending upward as far as the polls are concerned where people actually cast ballots. But when it comes to something that's a little bit more just math and numbers, the ESPN FPI is a little bit more down on Penn State. Still a top 10 team, no question about that. But this is a metric that's basically used to project where Penn State is going to go for the rest of the season. Now, the current FPI projection for Penn State is still floating around 9-3 territory, which, you know, if we're being honest, is totally possible the way that this schedule is shaping up. We know that a road game in Iowa is not going to be easy in a few weeks. Uh, I, I still assume that Ohio State is going to have some things figured out by the time that that game rolls around, and that's also in Columbus. And then you take a look around the rest of the division. Uh, Michigan's been off to a really good start, especially running the football. Michigan State is one of the more impressive teams that I think we've seen around the Big Ten early on the season. Uh, but Penn State, your third highest ranked Big Ten team, according to the FPI. Ohio State is still the number one team as far as Big Ten FPI rankings are concerned. I'm not too surprised by that. Their only loss was to an Oregon team that's way up there in the FPI as well. Michigan is actually your second best team, according to FPI, with the second best chances of winning the Big Ten East division. So I know that that's probably going to rankle a few feathers a little bit or ruffle a few feathers, I should say. And that's going to get some people upset. But here's the thing. I'll say it once again. Don't lose sleep over this. This is a metric that it really is just there to get you riled up. And if that is what it's doing for you, then maybe just take a step back. Take a deep breath and realize that it doesn't matter as long as Penn State continues to win games. If Penn State wins games against Villanova, Indiana, Iowa, going on and down the schedule, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, it doesn't matter what the FBI ranking is. First of all, if they win all those games, the FBI ranking is going to continue to go up. So I guess if that's what you're rooting for and that's what you really care about, then so be it. Me, I just want to see the team win some games and take care of business themselves. You know, winning the Big Ten has nothing to do with FPI, but if that's what it takes to get you excited and get you motivated to seeing where Penn State is compared to other teams out there, hey, so be it. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm just going to stand here in front of my camera and behind a microphone and tell you, just take a deep breath. Don't worry about it. And especially... Don't worry about any of those rankings that are out there right now. If you feel a team should be ranked higher or lower than Penn State right now, don't worry about it. Things will have a way of sorting itself out down the road. As long as Penn State takes care of their own business, they'll be just fine. So just don't get riled up about ESPN, FBA rankings, S&P Plus, um, you know, AP Top 25 coaches poll, power rankings. Who cares? Everybody's got an opinion. And, uh, you know, I think that Penn State should be higher than Michigan. That's all I'm going to say.
Penn State may have the third best odds of winning the Big Ten according to ESPN's FBI, but one place where they've got the second best odds is with your friends over at Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag and check out all the odds that they have for this weekend's games and some updated college futures as far as Big Ten championship race is concerned. You can get Penn State at plus 400 right now, or you can get Penn State at plus 2,500 to win the national championship. Still a little bit of a long shot, but hey, put a couple bucks in there, it may pay off down the line. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for an entirely free account. It doesn't cost you a dime to sign up for an account, but when you make your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code NFL100 and they will throw in a 100% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. This is why more and more people are going to betonline.ag to get involved with some sports betting, so make sure you're doing the same by going to betonline.ag, use the promo code NFL100 for that 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. If you haven't caught on already, we are putting every episode of Locked On Nittany Lines in a video format for you guys who want to check us out on YouTube. And one of the ways that I want to help promote our YouTube channel is by including more of your YouTube comments into every episode. So beginning today, we're going to have a YouTube comment of the day, and we will pull comments from the comments from the most recent video posted to our YouTube channel, and we'll select one that we want to share with you guys as well. And today's comment comes from Robert Kaufman. Why would Franklin leave 107K whiteout and top-ranked recruiting class for an empty coliseum? Indeed, he wouldn't. This is obviously in reference to the James Franklin situation that continues to be lingering a little bit. We haven't really uh, talked about it much in today's podcast or even yesterday, but it is a topic of conversation that's going to continue this week, next week, until USC makes a coaching hire. James Franklin's name is going to be going through that rumor mill. So just got to be ready for it. You got to take it in stride and just understand that that's just the nature of the game right now. But obviously, as I have said before, I don't think that James Franklin is going to leave Penn State for USC. I could understand why he would, because it is a very attractive job. I think he would be an ideal candidate as far as USC is concerned, because they need somebody that can recruit. They need somebody that can generate enthusiasm. They need somebody that can build a staff. James Franklin checks every item on that list off with authority right now. If he's doing what he is doing at Penn State right now, he could easily do that with USC. Now, I don't know the inner workings of the USC administration. I don't know what kind of headaches may bloom there. But there is no question that a game day atmosphere at Penn State with the whiteout crowd that we saw on Saturday night is leaps and bounds better than anything you're going to get in the LA Coliseum. And an historic venue, don't take me wrong here, but uh, there's just no comparison between the two college atmospheres. Um, you know, playing late games in the Coliseum in front of uh, two thirds of a stadium at most. It's one thing playing every Saturday in front of 99 to 100 something thousand fans, uh, no matter who the opponent is, as something special. Now, of course, we're going to see a stripe out in Beaver Stadium in a couple of weeks when Penn State takes on Indiana. Another primetime atmosphere, which is going to be nationally televised, should be pretty interesting. Uh, a little bit further down the line, when Michigan comes into town, there's a student section whiteout, but I have to imagine that fans attending that game are just going to wear white anyway because that game deserves full whiteout treatment especially if Michigan is going the way that things are right now by the time that that game comes along 
But I did want to take a look to see what everybody else was saying. So yesterday was our Twitter Tuesday episode of the podcast where we take your questions and your comments from Twitter and I react to them or answer some of your questions. And again, I did say I want to try and get some more YouTube integration as well. So I did want to reach out to our YouTube community that continues to be really supportive of this channel very early on. Uh, the subscriber total is going up. It's trending upwards. It's not skyrocketing, but it is going up and I definitely appreciate that. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube already, Ready, please do so and again if you're watching this on YouTube right now hey how's it going give a thumbs up and leave a comment down below maybe your comment will be the next comment of the day but I did reach out to you guys because I gave my opinion of what the biggest concern for Penn State was based off of a question that was presented to me and it seems like we're all in pretty much uh, unison on this subject so I said yesterday on the podcast that my biggest concern for Penn State right now is their running game their running offense uh, because I've been, well, I should have said, I said this on Monday's edition of the podcast that my biggest concern was the running offense. It was asked to me on Twitter Tuesday, uh, what about the, the run defense? And I, I conceded that that should be an area of concern as well. It wasn't as high up on the priority list for me personally, but it feels as though the reactions I was seeing on YouTube, some of the tweets that I was seeing on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany, it all seemed to say the same thing. Penn State needs to get better running the football and defending the run. And I totally get that. I think that that is very valid right now. And I will say once again, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about with this Penn State team, the way that these first three games have gone. But if you're going to be nitpicky and you're going to look for an area that's going to hold Penn State back from taking that next step to being a Big Ten favorite or a Big Ten champion and maybe even a college football playoff contender, that's the area where I think you have the most room for improvement. I'm not saying it stinks. I'm not saying it won't get better. But after three weeks, that's probably the biggest concern because Penn State's going to be going up against some really good defenses later on, uh, including Iowa. I, I think Ohio State will have their defense ironed out at least. I don't know if they'll figure everything out, but it's going to be better, I think, when the season goes along. Michigan, I think. Michigan State, uh, another team I think is going to be a little bit of a, th a thorn to deal with. So running the football needs to have a little bit more consistency, needs to have a little bit more impact. I do think it starts up front with that offensive line. But then on the flip side, you have seen Wisconsin get some big chunks of yards uh, running the football. You saw what Tank Bigsby of Auburn was able to do when Auburn was letting him control the tempo of the game. I don't know why they didn't go to him more, especially on that last play of the game. Uh, for Auburn, I feel like I would have taken my chances of putting the ball in Tank Bigby's, uh, Bigsby's hands <laughs> to see what would happen. I'm thankful they didn't, but I, I do think that what we're seeing from some of the running backs around the Big Ten, that's got to be an area of concern. So bl stopping the run has to tighten up a little bit, uh, starting with the defensive line, uh, and of course, following up with the linebackers. You know, Brandon Smith wasn't just named the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week, so uh, they obviously have talent across the defense right now. Uh, we've seen the defensive line uh, create some good impacts and have some really big moments. Um, wasn't necessarily all there against Auburn, but I do have faith that the defensive line is going to be okay. The linebackers are going to be just fine. Secondary, we know, is going to be great. So I, I do think that there's reason to believe that Penn State's going to be okay overall. It may not be the best run defense we've seen. It may not have to be, uh, but they will have to tighten things up a little bit, uh, defending against the run against some of these backs that they're going to be facing uh, because some of these running backs are putting up some big numbers. Uh, so it should be a little bit of a concern. So I think it's very fair. I feel like we're all in the same kind of boat right now. Uh, if you have any other concerns about Penn State, 
for the remainder of this season. Given what you've seen through the first three games of the season for Penn State or around the Big Ten, let me know what they are by leaving a comment down below or reaching out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. If you're looking for a protein bar that you can add into your diet, whether you're looking to lose or maintain weight, or if you're on a keto diet, then you gotta look no further than Built Bar because Built Bars are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. And in many cases, they're probably even better than your favorite chocolate bar. So make sure you check out everything that Built Bar has to offer. If you just need something to get you to your lunch break or get you to, to your afternoon and get you to dinner time, Built Bar is going to help fill you up and you're going to enjoy it and it's going to make you feel good later. So check out all the different varieties of flavors that they have available on BuiltBar.com. And then, of course, make sure you follow them on Twitter at Built underscore Bar because they're going to make announcements about seasonal or limited edition flavors. And this is going to be a busy time of year. You want to pounce on those as soon as they come out because... They will fly off the shelves. Take it from me. If you snooze on that, you're going to be able to put on a waiting list. And who knows how long it's going to take for them to resupply because that's how high in demand Built Bars are. So go to Built.com. Check out all the flavors they have available. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and save yourself 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, listen up, college football fans. If you are looking to get involved with some daily fantasy football with college football, then look at the Prize Picks app. You can check it out on the Apple Podcast Store or in the Google Play Store, wherever you get your apps, and get involved with some college football daily fantasy in as little as 60 seconds. It's incredibly easy to get started. Once you download the app, sign up for your free account. It doesn't cost you anything to do so. And then start making your picks. Choose from some of the best players from around the power conferences and even some of those group of five players that uh, may be flying a little bit under the radar. Maybe it gives you a little bit of an inside edge. But here's how it works, okay? You pick two to five players. And then all you have to do is choose whether or not they're going to go over or under various statistical projections for that current game you think Jahad Dotson's going to go over 100 yards next time go with the over you think Sean Clifford's going to go under 400 passing yards take the under as long as your picks win you're going to win as well they offer easy and incredibly fast payouts and that's why prize picks is one of the most popular ways to get involved with some daily fantasy football they've got college football the nfl every other sport under the sun as well so if you want to get involved with some daily fantasy sports including college football make sure you check out the prize picks app on the apple store or the google play store and get started today final segment of today's episode of locked on nittany lions and i know you probably watched penn state versus auburn on saturday night i know i watched penn state versus auburn on saturday night and just between the two of us, that's two people that watch Penn State and Auburn. Well, you know what? About 7.6 million others also tuned in, at least at some point during the game, to catch what was going on in Happy Valley in front of that electric whiteout crowd. ESPN released their viewership information from the past weekend for their Monday Night Football extravaganza and, of course, their college football results. And lo and behold, a lot of people tuned in Saturday night on ABC to watch Penn State versus Auburn. Not too surprisingly, this was the second most popular game to be watching on college football on Saturday. The number one game on the market uh, on Saturday was actually the SEC game of the week between Alabama and Florida. CBS claiming that roughly 7.8 million tuned in on average to watch uh, Alabama take care of Florida down in Gainesville. So you're talking about the most watched game of the weekend, Alabama and Florida getting an average of 7.8 million viewers, peaking around 11 something million. I don't know what the peak was for Penn State Auburn, 
but not too far behind was ESPN's coverage of Penn State and Auburn. So not too surprising, right? I mean, we obviously figure a uh, matchup between Alabama and Florida. It's going to draw pretty big numbers. And CBS does really well with that 3.30 time slot for the SEC game of the week. It's very rare that they'll lose uh, any college football Saturday. Uh, but ESPN and slash ABC does a really good job with that primetime slot as well. I know Fox is still trying to get things going a little bit with that big noon kickoff. I don't know if it's having the same kind of payoff that they were initially hoping for by taking advantage of that noon slot because the way things break down every college football Saturday as far as TV viewership is concerned, CBS is going to win at 3.30. ABC slash ESPN is going to win the primetime. There's just really no competition there. Um, You know, NBC kind of, you know, depending on who Notre Dame is playing, will kind of work its way into the conversation from time to time. But CBS owns 3.30, ABC and ESPN own primetime, and then Fox is trying to own noon. And then I don't know what the comparisons are for those noon kickoff times. I would imagine that Fox actually does really well with those Fox kickoffs compared to the other noon time slots, but it's not going to beat a 3.30 game. It's not going to beat a primetime game. It'd be very rare if it does. I'm not saying it's impossible. But the, long, the later you get into the day, the more people are going to be watching. And that's why CBS has a home run with that 3.30 time slot within the SEC game of the week. Especially if Alabama is in the game, uh, people are going to be watching. Uh, but Penn State-Auburn drawing a really nice crowd, as expected, because you got a Big Ten team, you got an SEC team going head-to-head. Two ranked teams, two really good followers, uh, or follower, um, you know, fan bases, I should say. And Penn State does typically uh, draw pretty well on a national level. I know that may be uh, uh, something that makes some people cringe at times if they're a Penn State hater, but Penn State traditionally does draw pretty well in terms of ticket sales and as far as viewers are concerned. Sometimes it has more to do with the other team on the other side of the field. I get that, but Penn State has been involved in some really good uh, TV viewerships over the years. And speaking of viewership, College Game Day. This has absolutely nothing to do with Penn State, I think, other than it's just a complete coincidence that Game Day broadcasted from Penn State. But they had their highest viewership since the end of the 2019 season, uh, and they were up really big from this time a year ago. Now, I'm not going to get too carried away with this because there's a pretty easy explanation for this. First of all, this time last year, the Big Ten wasn't playing, the Pac-12 wasn't playing, the MAC, and I don't think the Mountain West were playing games yet either. So you had a good significant chunk of the college football viewership out there not really paying attention to what was going on in college football, having very little interest in tuning into college game day when it was just the SEC, ACC, and the Big 12. And I'm not belittling any of those three uh, conferences or the viewerships that they are typically going to draw, but when you cut out two-fifths of your power conference viewership, uh, including uh, some really big ones in the Big 10, the numbers are not going to be so great. So ESPN bragging about uh, being up 84% from a year ago. Again, I understand it. It's an easy thing to sell because it's not like this is a typical uh, comparison, apples to apples. You're talking about an apple to uh, a rotten apple last year uh, with the way things were going this time of year ago. So it makes sense that the number took a massive jump, but it also took like a 7% jump from two years ago when we didn't have a pandemic as an excuse for our down numbers. Uh, so this would suggest to me, and again, this has nothing to do with Penn State, I don't think. I think it's just a, more of a fact that TV viewership overall is still trending upward for college football and college football content. 
the NFL ratings continue to just be amazing. So anybody who is suspecting that uh, football ratings were going to go down in the NFL or football ratings were going to go down in college football, the NFL with a more woke league and more player representation and college football with NIL here, nobody is backing away from this the way that some people were suggesting they would. Now, that's not to say that everybody has uh, stayed with the NFL or college football. I'm sure some people have walked away for whatever personal reasons they may have. But overall, the viewership is still there. It is still growing and it continues to go up. So if you're a TV partner, you're very happy right now. And I understand TV viewing methods and habits are changing, but the numbers speak for themselves. And these advertisers are taking notice as well. So college football is in a really good space. NFL, really good space. Uh, and that bodes well for where Penn State and the Big Ten will continue to go. The next round of media negotiations, whenever that comes up, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but uh, the numbers are speaking very well. And that means that the revenue is going to continue to pad some pockets very healthily for quite some time. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lions. I thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening on your preferred podcasting app. Hopefully you're checking us out on the Odyssey app, but we're, of course we're available on every audio platform out there, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, we are putting these episodes on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, hi once again. Thank you for watching. Make sure you leave a thumbs up and leave a comment down below. Maybe you'll be our next YouTube comment of the day. And this episode of Locked On Nittany Lions may be over right now, but hop on over to the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app and listen to your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling give you their daily picks. They may even throw in some blowout specials. They may even have a wrong team favored pick. I don't think they're going to dive too heavily into Penn State Villanova this weekend, but I know before every college football weekend, I want to hear what these guys have to say about some of the biggest games on the schedule. So I highly advise you to do the same as well. Locked on bets. They are on fire right now. It's brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. Again, make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, you can also stay connected with Locked On Nittany Lions by connecting with us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Don't forget our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. We're also on Instagram at instagram.com slash Locked On Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com, so got some fresh content coming your way. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I will share it with you that way as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, have a great day, everybody. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.